who gave him a sacrifice of praise. The reason you're alive is to lift up his name. Come on, give him a worship. Give him a praise. Give him a dance. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may take your seats in the presence of God. What a day, what a what an hour, what an opportunity. God is so faithful. God is so good to us. Today is a 26th day. We have 26 days to the end of the year. The 5th of December, 26 days to the end of the year of rebuilding. And we want to ask ourselves every time when we come to an end of the year, companies sit down and they need to produce a financial statement. They come up with something called a balance sheet. They want to account what came in and how it was spent. They want to account the investors' money, the shareholders that gave us money. What have we done with it? What is the value of our company? That's what happens as you come to the end of an year. Whether it's the end of a financial year or it's the end of a physical year. And our God is the same with us. He also evaluates us. And we began this um, theme when uh, Catherine was leading us in prayer this morning. Evaluating. He's he's, he expects you to evaluate your life. Especially now. We are coming to an end of a year. We didn't even, we didn't even, when you were in January, you couldn't think December. You didn't even know whether you would be there. So how can you account for what God gave you this year? God has given you an income. God gave you provision. God gave you good health. God gave you favor. God gave you wisdom. God gave open doors for you. God gave you opportunities. God gave you his mercy. God gave you his grace. God gave you his comfort. God gave you all these things. How can you account for what God gave to you? What, 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 you have, what have you done with what he gave to you? You know, God is an excellent record keeper. We keep books here. We, keep, we are good in bookkeeping. We keep books. We keep records. And our God is an excellent record keeper. There are things he does not keep record of. Thank God. He keeps records of certain things. But there are things he does not keep record of. He does not keep a record of repented sin. He does not keep a record of forgiven sin. The Bible says he buries it in the sea of forgetfulness. Once you have confessed your sin and you have repented before him and you've turned your life around, he does not hold you. He buries that sin to, in the sea of forgetfulness and he does not keep a record of sin that is forgiven. This morning, I bring you a word 
from the Lord titled my spiritual balance sheet my spiritual balance sheet accountants in the house understand this very well that's their domain if you want to, to know the value of your company you just need to look at that sheet and our God has one for you now there are three books I want to tell you how God is an excellent bookkeeper there are books he has books he has books in heaven but let me just tell you some there is the book of life in this book God records the names of every person who will be in heaven and you ask yourself there have been billions and billions and trillions and trillions of people that have lived on this earth I told you the other day we do not concern ourselves with things that are beyond us how he does it we do not know but he says he has a record of the names of everyone who will be in heaven and um, and that is a book that he puts names in and one time recorded in the book of Revelation he gave John a tour of heaven Woo! and and this is the last disciple that remained alive for many years he went through so much and one time he was isolated in the island of Patmos all by himself because he had to write the book of Revelation and so God takes him a through a tour of heaven and he actually saw this in Revelation chapter 3 verse 5 in New King James Version Revelations chapter 3 verse uh, 5 in New King James Version the Bible says he overcomes he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments and I will not blot out his name from the book of life but I confess his name before my father and before his angels and imagine he knows them by name if your name is in that book of life your name is there and you know there's something about these books of God it, there's no doubt you do not wonder is my name there or is my name not there because you are meant to know you ought to be sure you ought to be certain you have to be certain your name can be in a book of a church you can be a member of a church or the biggest organization in the world that has over hundreds of thousands but there is this one book that your name ought to be in the book of life Oof. I tell you God is an excellent bookkeeper can you imagine the thief that was with Jesus on the cross at that one instance when he gave his life to Jesus that time his name pop, entered the book of life you can be you can have your father that has never given his life to Jesus and he's lying on that hospital bed and hardly breathing but if he can you can get him to say Jesus confess his sin and ask him to forgive him even if you're facing an accident and your car is crashing right there the mercies and the goodness of God 
Because he doesn't even want one soul to go to hell. He loves you with an everlasting love. Even the most wicked man that you think of, people that have done atrocious things, our God is merciful. If they are still alive, it is because he wants them to come. He wants their name in that book. There's another book he has. The book of remembrance. You need to get your name. That one is for born again people. Book of remembrance. This is the record of good deeds of those who fear the Lord. You know, I told you sometime this year, I preached to you and I told you that there are people who are not born again, but they have the fear of God. And God makes sure before they leave this earth, they will give their lives to Jesus because of their reverence for God. And then I told you, there are people who are born again, but they have no fear of the Lord. You are born again, but you, you, you do not fear. You know, if you don't fear God, you know yourself. Careless in how you talk. Things that you can do and you do not care. People who are saved, but they have no fear of God. So there is a book for those who fear him. These are they who obey him. You know, it's one thing to know him as savior. It's another for him, Jesus, to be Lord. Two things. Savior is one level of entry. There's another level of making him Lord. You can allow him to touch anything. Anything. His master. So this book, eh, it is for those who fear him and these are they that are obey him. These, you know, you can be born again, but disobedient. There is a book your name can miss. Even when you're born again, the book of remembrance. And this is mentioned specifically in the last book of the Old Testament in Malachi. In, we'll still stick to New King James Version, chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. Malachi, others say Malachi, Malachi, Malachi. 3, 16 verse 18, New King James Version, the Bible says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard. So, and had them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels. I just love this God. Oh. He, he has a record of the people that he says, Our, these are my jewels. And I will spare them, 
as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. You know, the book of those, imagine when I was reading this scripture, I saw he listens and heard in our conversations. You know, your father may not be there. Your pastor may not be listening to what you say in your house. Your big sister or your brother, your boss. But there is one who listens and hears. Catherine was telling us this morning that, they, that God heard the murmuring. The great record keeper ensures that every good deed doesn't go unnoticed to him. And I came to tell you this day, child of God, store up treasures. Do deeds that will get your name in the book of remembrance. The last book, there's another book. Oh, it is a book that holds the records of the sins of men. That's why I tell you, do not stay with unrepented sin. Because sin is either forgiven or punished. There's no in between. There's a book. So if you know in this time of evaluating ourselves, as we are looking at what God has done for us, a whole year of rebuilding, he rebuilt our relationships, he rebuilt our businesses, he rebuilt our marriages, he rebuilt our children, he rebuilt our dreams. Let's examine ourselves because he is examining us. So now, back to our spiritual balance sheet 2021. I want us to look at an example and this message this morning is a reflective evaluation. It's a reflective evaluation of our lives and the quality we shall be looking at. We shall be looking at one of the fruits of the Spirit. Because let me tell you, if there's an area that God examines us, it's through the fruit. Jesus said, they shall be recognized. They shall be known, not by the gift. You see, let me tell you, we are so um, impressed by gifts of men. Let me talk about myself. You can say, wow, what a teacher. God is not impressed though, because his word is already anointed. So long as you preach his word, his word has results. It's no big deal. It's never about the word. You, can, you, can, you, you will never miss a message or a sermon. And then teaching is a skill. The more I do it, the more I get better. It doesn't matter. But he is not impressed by your gifts. Fruit. Fruit. That's what he looks for. Fruit. Can I find fruit? So we're going to look at one. I looked at all of them and I said, God, which one? Kindness. Tell your neighbor, kindness. You can shout it louder, kindness. Amen. We find this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 in New King James Version. 
Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. The Bible says, but the fruit of the spirit. By the way, it is not fruits. Fruit, it's one. Because if you have one, you'll have the other. So, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. It means... The result of the work of the Spirit in a believer's life, the result of the relationship between you and your Lord Jesus Christ, the result of you are studying the Word, walking by faith, and walking in the Spirit, the result of that, that is what he's talking about, in a believer's life is love. If there is any connection between you and your God, the one you talk about, there is a fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, kindness, self-control. Now, why have I singled out kindness from the nine fruits? Because it's one of the major areas that the world judges the church Harshly. If there, you see, hear me, God's people. The world does not read the Bible. The world reads you. You are the Bible. You are the one that tells them what God is like. You are the one who tells them what salvation is like. Not what you preach to them, but your life. So kindness is the area where the church is judged harshly. There are people that say that salvation is fake because of kindness, lack of kindness or being unkind. They always look out for the fruit of the spirit in a believer. So when you go, that's why you should be very careful. You know when you there are people who are very and there's nothing wrong with that people there are people who stand the first thing they say i'm born again i love they are not impressed by what you're saying they are looking they will be watching how you behave at home how you behave at tea break are you with me church tell your neighbor spiritual maturity mm. jesus also said you shall know them by their fruits. Not the testimony, not the church they go to, but the fruit of the Spirit. Kindness is a Christ-like character. Kindness is a Christ-like character. Kindness. That's what we've been singing here. How good God, how kind he has been to us the whole year. Oh, how you, he got you out of that pit. How he remembered you. Oh, it's his kindness. It is a Christ-like character of God. Now, a kind person stands out in the crowd. Who? You cannot miss them out. If you are in a certain committee, you will know a kind person. If you are in a workplace, you will know a kind person. 
If you are in a family, you will know a kind person. It stands out in the crowd. And you cannot pretend to be... How many minutes? Okay, you can pretend, you know. Sometimes you do this and throw... No, these things that we do for giving people. Philanthropic actions. You know, you just come... You, know, you look so kind, by the way. And people are like, wow! Oh my God! You've... Uh, it's just for that moment. Because it's a fruit. How long does a tree take to produce a fruit? When you plant your mango tree, how long? It takes time. You've got to work on it. It's not something for, you know, like, come on, let's have an event of, of kindness. Now, it, it is, it is, it is, uh, a kind person, you know, we're trying to describe how does a kind person look like? A kind person is friendly, you know, generous, patient, easygoing, those kind of things that you may say and all that. But Paul admonishes us, he admonishes believers on kindness that's recorded in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. You see, the reason, and I want you to get there, Ephesians 4 32. You see, I said, if you ask somebody, what's kindness? They tell you, kindness is like being friendly, being nice, being a good person. You know, that kind of a thing. That's the one I was telling you. But Paul tells us, what is the fruit? How does it look like? Fruit of kindness. Fruit kindness. He says, and be kind to one another. Already even it shows the direction where it's supposed to go. Be kind because you can't be kind to your, just yourself. I'm kind. <laughs> we are coming to the end of the year. You know, it's a good thing to just to jibambe, to jibambe. You know, me, I'm, I'm kind. I'm, I'm kind of good. He says, be kind to one another. Tender-hearted forgiving one another even as God in Christ forgave you. That is kindness. Kindness is tied to forgiveness. Are you with me church? The Holy Spirit who dwells within you is a source of kindness. And you see the Holy Spirit dwells in you because you're special to him. Colossians 3.12 a new living translation says this Colossians 3:12 in new living translation says since God chose you to be the holy people he loves yani he already chose you to be his holy people the ones he loves that's no doubt about it he loves you whether you are in the fire never doubt his love he loves you. He already chose you. He says, you must clothe yourself the way you put on clothes this morning. You must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. If you want to know how, whether you are patient, Two types of people. If you are a driver, 
you don't need to do many spiritual things, fasting, praying, looking to find out, Lord, inquiring, God, am I patient? No. Just be in your car and you're on the road. Then boda boda. Then the traffic. Then the people. Just that. <laughs> you don't need to do many things. Uh, yeah. Then he says, make allowance for each other's faults. That is kindness. <laughs> Making allowance for each other's faults. Do you know how many times? I mean, there's no man on this earth that does not have fault. Who? Whether you have money or no money. Whether you have status or no status. It has nothing to do with that. Make allowance. Yani, wewe mwenyewe. It is you to create the allowance. He has given you the grace. He has given you supernatural ability. There is nothing you cannot do. There is no one you cannot forgive. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. And you know, in Luke 18, Jesus said, as long as you're in this world, you'll be offended. You will be. It's like offense looks for you. Because that's the only way to cultivate this in you. If you want to, to know how to love, God brings you an unlovable person in your office. You know those people that is so difficult to love. Those ones. That is how the fruit is developed. Love is not developed by taking them away from you. That is how it is. Remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. I hear you are so quiet. <laughs> This one I know I'm not expecting a shouting of picking chairs. Hallelujah. Glory, pastor, you have blessed me. <laughs> but let me tell you, there is one whom I'm accountable to. I'm sure he's smiling and saying, go for it, girl. Go for it. I love that. I love the smell of that aroma that is in the house today. Let me tell you, something today church I'm not preaching something God has not killed me to do when you see preachers you are, you are expected if there's going to be power and impact in the word that you preach it's got to be a lifestyle let me say one two three then I give you a testimony. Now, the major contributing qualities of the book of remembrance, that one I told you about, is clothing yourself with tender masses. What this one is, it's like a garment. It's like a garment. This attracts very high scores in the kingdom because this is the character of Christ. So, make allowance for each other's faults. Within you, there's a capacity 
for you to create an allowance in your heart to forgive anyone. Not some people, everyone. You can in Awezekana. Is it, is it worth for you to lose your crown because of someone? So I want to ask you this morning in our balance sheet. How many faults do you have yourself? Because there are, only, there are people who only notice the mistakes one makes. They hardly notice the good, the good or the right, one right that somebody makes. So we are working on our spiritual balance sheet. And I'm saying this again that there is one who listens to all our conversations when we are happy, when we are upset, when we are angry, when we are worried. The Lord listened and heard them. Don't be concerned about who is listening to you on this earth. More than it concerns you on the one whose eyes move to and fro, searching for who to write in his book. And as we draw close to the end of the year, I want to ask you, who are you still carrying in your heart? You cannot cross over. Don't go to 2022 with that heaviness. Two weeks ago, I was preparing to come and preach the message that I preached last. Two weeks ago. And I woke up very early and I was no, I didn't even look at my notes. I was just before the Lord ministering to him. Because the first thing, the first call is you to minister to the Lord. And so I'm there ministering to him and washing his feet with my tears. That's what I do a lot. He brought someone like this before me. You know God, you talk about video, internet, social media. He's, he doesn't need bundles. No Wi-Fi. Are you with me? He brought somebody, sure. And I'm there. I got up. I sat down. And the Lord, I had the spirit of God whisper in my ears or in my heart. He said, that one, let him go. I began crying. I began crying. This is a person who is my father. Not spirit, spiritual, biological. You now you understand in the cultural terms. You know who your father can be if your father is not alive. Or even when they are alive. Those people. And this man, I had not spoken to him for over six years because of what he did to my dad and also to us and to my mother and what he had done all his years all his years to my father so it's a person I've carried not just six years many years and God told me to tell him, I go and tell him that I have forgiven him. 
my husband understands and my family the hardest thing this is a person who will not tell you thank you <laughs> no <laughs> he might even abuse you and so I made up my mind it won't take three days I have to obey that word I took a cousin of mine and I went having prayed up and asked God for favor and I stood before him he can't even walk and the Lord had told me I'm keeping him alive because I want that heart he's 89 years old and I'm keeping him alive because I need his soul and many people his siblings including your father died having not forgiven him he's a man who many people have not forgiven and it is you I'm sending don't forget I have my own offense and so I went and then I looked for something I asked Bishop to give me uh, something I didn't have anything so he gave me some money so that I could go and when I went he looked at me first I called him earlier day after I got that instruction and I told him it's me he didn't believe I'm calling him he wondered what it is I want I told him I want to come and see you and I'll come and see you and so I went to see him and I I looked at him you know when it comes to kindness you don't be give kindness to people who give you kindness it's not about who gives you kindness it is about you doing what God expects you as a Christian to do and therefore I told him I've carried you in my heart for so many years and I'm a servant of God I've carried you this is a man I, I, I joined a wedding here of my cousin he was here as a parent I did not even call the parents to come and give pleasantries because I don't want him to come near me and I didn't look at him I'm a pastor reverend are you getting me so I did it something left me I knew I'd done it for generations kindness Christian character it is attractive kindness is sensitive is being sensitive to a person who needs kindness because kindness can cause a heart to come to Jesus are you with me church there is no kindness in the world the world is cruel the kindness is only found in his people that's why God says you are the light of the world you are the salt of the earth we are to teach the world what kindness is that day I know that man my father saw salvation I didn't talk to him about Jesus but I prayed for him and blessed him. Paul writing to Titus. Let's look at this scripture. I, I, I may not go everyone. I want the priest team to come. Titus 3, 4 to 6 in New Living Translation. The Bible says, but when God 
our Savior revealed his kindness and love. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. Kindness is not weakness. Kindness is a strength. Kindness is strong. It takes a strong person to extend kindness to people who are unkind to them. And he came to tell you today that there is a reward for those who remain kind even when kindness is not extended to you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The Lord wants us to be kind. You know why? You can't fight kindness. You can't. It is a conquering spirit or quality of character. It's powerful. It can open gates. It can break chains of bondage. Kindness. 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 I want us to sing a song that the worship team is going to sing right now. And I want us as we sing that song, I, I want to ask you, if you know that you have not been kind, God is so merciful. He doesn't even, even, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, judge you. you. He loves you. Just confess it and tell God, change me. Perhaps it's your family. Maybe perhaps it's a son to a parent. Sometimes it could be a husband to a wife or a wife to a husband or, a, or someone, someone you work with. Kindness can turn around a situation in a family. I want us to examine our hearts in the balance sheet concerning the fruit of the spirit and do not judge yourself harshly because this thing the grace of God gives to us in 2021 if there's a year God has been kind to you it's this year how do you expand that kindness on the balance sheet how does your expenditure look like who have you given kindness to Freely you have received it. Freely you give it all. Let's stand on our feet. We'll, we'll sing a, a favorite and a popular hymn. And as we do that, I just want you to reflect. I told you this is called a reflective sermon. Just reflect on your life. The power of the Holy Spirit that is upon you today. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him back. 
stress.